0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you. Welcome or welcome back to the Life Abundant Podcast. My name is Susie and I am so excited and so thankful that you're here. And I'm super excited to be kicking off season three of the podcast. It has been a minute and you know this season is coming and a really new season of my life, but I'm just so excited to be sharing with you guys what's been going on and what just, you know, the Lord's been doing in the midst of a lot of change that I've been in. So quick life update. Um, I am studying abroad this semester in Vienna, Austria. So I arrived at like literally September 1st. So I've been here for about six weeks now and have just been getting adjusted to living in a different country, also traveling a lot, um, meeting new people. It has just been such a wild experience. And so I figured that a good way to just kind of start off um, everything that's been going on is just doing a Q&A. So I have some questions that some of my friends um, shared with me. And I feel like as I'm just kind of going through these, I'll just kind of come up with some stories or just things to be sharing. So, yeah, I'm excited to be back to be um, just chatting about what's been going on. And, you know, if you have any more questions or topics that you'd like me to talk about while I'm here, um, just be sure to email me. Um, In the email that will be in the description box. So let's just go ahead and jump in with some of these questions. Um, So yeah, just kind of starting off a little bit generic. What is like my favorite part and least favorite part about studying abroad? Um, So specifically like studying in Vienna is just such a unique experience. Um, At my university at home, a lot of people study abroad um, in Madrid in spain because my campus has a campus there so it's just very common it's you know a lot easier to do um, than going someplace else but just the way that the lord had it for me i ended up in vienna and my favorite part is just honestly like the city of vienna it's such a unique place um vienna is a very international city so you know you have obviously local people that grew up here or just grew up someplace in austria But you also have people from all different parts of Europe, honestly, a lot of people from Eastern Europe, um, which also makes the language a bit easier, just because, um, you know, for example, if you are from, you know, Slovakia, you know, your first language is Slovak, but then your second language might be English, and then your third would be German, which is what they speak in Vienna. So English is kind of like a common ground that a lot of people speak, so... There really hasn't been a time where I haven't been able to communicate with somebody. I do my best to, like, order or talk in German, but usually it's a dead giveaway by the sound of my voice and just the way that I, like, dawdle all around the city that I'm not European, but whatever. Um, so because of that, too, you're just able to meet so many different people and just have really cool conversations um, and just hear a lot of different backgrounds Um i was talking to a girl i met through my church um that is from romania and she was telling me that her grandpa was actually in prison in the soviet union for bringing bibles into romania when you know you know he was younger and just like hearing stories like that are just so cool and it's almost like history is like coming to life and things that have been so abstract um in my life and in my world for so long are in like 3d which is which is just beautiful um there's a lot like the the way I get around is through public transportation um pretty I got a semester pass which was like 75 euro but after getting that getting around on public transport is you know free for me so I get on like the subway a lot there's more of a train that goes throughout the city as well as street cars so it's definitely very easy to get around and um Yeah, I would just say experiencing different cultures, um, just meeting new people. Vienna is also very centrally located in Europe. So it's, you know, pretty easy to travel. Um, So far, I've been to um, Salzburg and Hallstatt, which are cities in Austria, as well as Italy. Um, We went to Budapest, which is in Hungary. Um, I visited my friend um, in Scotland, and there's definitely more places on my list. So I'm really excited just to you know get to embrace that a lot more. But being so centrally located and it's pretty easy to like get to the airport and train stations and everything um, is definitely a highlight. Um, my least favorite part is probably like not grocery shopping in itself. Like I'm somebody who loves grocery shopping, so just being in a grocery store, like I'm not depressed because I'm having a good time, but it is frustrating like. Because, you know, people can speak in English, but obviously signs and, you know, postings and brands and packaging is all in German. So sometimes it's hard at the grocery store to, like, figure out what something is or I have to, like, Google translate it or something. Um, So just, like, the kind of slight inconveniences of, like, not knowing what something says or buying the wrong thing. Um, Also, just things in Europe... I feel like take a little bit more time, like, especially with public transport. Like, I can walk to the, like, train station, which is, like, a five-minute walk from where I live, but I might get there and the train's not coming for five minutes. Or maybe, like, if I'm taking the bigger train, it's not coming for ten minutes. So there's, like, a lot of, like, lulls, which I don't necessarily experience in the U.S. because I drive. I'm honestly, like, running late a lot of the time. So, um I am not used to having those kind of five minute like I have nothing to do Um, and I try to like not just like scroll on my phone so um, it's not like my least favorite part but just something I have to like kind of get used to is being okay with like okay I just like I have five minutes I just need to sit maybe pray maybe text a friend or um, you know just kind of think through like what I'm doing the rest of the day so just kind of taking advantages of those opportunities rather than being discouraged by them I guess um also like like I said like one of my favorite parts is meeting new people but it's also hard not having like my people here like as I'm like talking I'm looking at my bulletin board which has just like photos of my friends and my family at home and I just do miss them so much and like I really did just kind of start over when I got here like nobody knows me or knows who I am at all And that's really exciting because there's no like um, rules, basically, like you can just kind of be yourself and uh, there's not really any preconceived notions about you. You're not, you know, being followed by a reputation at all or something like that. But it is hard to not like feel known by people um, and, you know, not be able to just have conversation normally with like my friends who have known me for a long time but again that's countered by being able to have new conversations with new people so something that I've just described it as is like every like pro has like an opposing con like there's kind of like a it's like bittersweet in every aspect but you know you just have to focus on what's good and um learn from what's bad and so yeah those are just kind of a few things but um The next question is what has surprised you the most? Um, Honestly, like, I kind of thought in some ways that by studying abroad or, you know, by being in a new place, being in a completely new country, like, all my problems would like magically be solved. You know, obviously, I'm a third year in university. um, So I have a lot to figure out of like, you know, what I want to do after college, what jobs do I want to have over the summer, what jobs do I have when I get back? um, Where do I want to live? Like, there's just a lot of decisions to be making. And I just kind of thought that being removed from my life would help me gain clarity on those decisions. And that just, like, didn't happen, you know? Like, I feel like, um, like, you know, my problems and the things I struggle with, like, they don't just magically go away because you remove yourself from a situation, but they follow you. Um, So I think that's been a really good lesson for me of to not um, just expect things to, like, magically disappear because of something that I can do or just because of avoiding it or just because of, you know, not really acknowledging what's going on. Um, So I think it just surprised me in the sense of, oh, like, even though I'm in Europe and I'm you know, living this amazing opportunity, like, I still have problems. And, like, I'm still not, like, doing extremely well all the time. You know what I mean? And my friend Grace went abroad last semester. She's been on the podcast. Y'all know her. Um, But she talked about how she, you know, I think she, I I remember her talking about it after she had been to, like, Dublin or something. But you know, traveling to Europe or traveling abroad, like, you know, for people in the States or like vice versa, the people who actually live in Europe, like is some people's like top goal, like in life for that's like the pinnacle of life, something they strive their whole career to be able to do is to travel in Europe. And so when you're there and it's not just a dream, but it's like your everyday routine, it's kind of just like that. Oh, like, is this it? Like, This was supposed to fill me and this was supposed to like be the best part of my life. But like I'm still having a hard time or like I'm still struggling with this thing that, you know, I had going on at home. Like, what the heck? And I think that just reinforces that we just can't search for our fulfillment in worldly things. And travel is so romanticized in our culture of you know if you can get to this exotic beach like you you made it you're good if you can take a photo at the Eiffel Tower like likes for days like you're chilling but that's just not the reality of it and I definitely like can think of that and recognize like how grateful I am to be here and how grateful I am for this opportunity but like this isn't it you know like there's so much more to life than that and I think that that's just why, like, our goals have to be heavenward because there's no end. Like, if your goal in life is to know Jesus and to make him known, that, like, there's no end to that. Like, Jesus is eternal. He, like, he's always surprising us. He's always teaching us new things. He's always challenging us to look at things in a different light. So that's where I just really have to put my hope in. And that was something I prayed, like, before I left of, like, I don't want my goals or my life to be built upon, like, a place or an achievement or an accomplishment or a worldly thing that I could attain with my own being. But, you know, the prize is Christ. And, you know, Paul talks about that in Philippians. And I just think that's such a good reminder, especially, like, as a young adult when you are accomplishing things and, like, graduating and getting jobs. Like, that was never meant to fulfill you. Like, that's meant to, you know... A, like, take you forward and, like, God's intentions for you and to, you know, give you life and abundance, <laughs> but it's never meant to, to be it for you, and so when I feel like that and when I feel discouraged by that, I think just going back to the word and going back to, you know, the prize is Christ, like, really comforts me in that way. Um, yeah, okay, next one is biggest regret. Um... I mean, I'm not a person that really reflects on, like, regrets, because obviously, you know, Romans 8, 28 says that um, God works all things together for good um, for those who serve him. So even, like, my mistakes, I know that God's using that for a greater purpose, even if, you know, I probably would have preferred it another way. Um, I would say... Hmm... Honestly, like, this is a little unrelated to, like, the topic of, like, studying abroad. But something that the Lord has really been teaching me in this season, like, Proverbs says that the Lord does not withhold good from who it is due. Or I don't, I think it more so says, like, in an advice sense, do not withhold good from those who it's due. And I've really been learning that in the sense of forgiveness and I had a really cool opportunity um, before I left to talk to somebody in my life that I really needed to forgive and I really needed to ask for forgiveness from. And after that conversation, like I just felt like light as air. And I just was so discouraged by all the time that I wasted being mad at someone or withholding forgiveness from somebody for the sake of pride. Um, Or for the sake of dwelling and hurt. Um, And since then, I've just been really challenged of, like, why am I wasting my time not forgiving somebody when that is, like, the one thing that Jesus asks us to do and does for me every single second of every day. I am constantly sinning against God, and he is forgiving me before I even ask. He forgives our sins as far as the East is from the West. So there's definitely been like a few moments where you know like you're like this is kind of like a high intensity situation like I like you're traveling with people that you hardly know you're trying to navigate life in a different country everybody's going through like their own stuff like trying to just like make it through you know this situation like just being away from their family and friends and being in a new place that you just like inherently are going to clash with people and like you inherently are just going to be short with people or frustrated with them like I said like You're going to miss a train and be pissed off or, like, whatever. And so I think that my biggest regret is just, like, you know, being in those moments and not being quick to forgive, not being quick to ask for forgiveness, and just, like, not giving enough grace. Thankfully, like, we serve a God who redeems those situations, and I trust that when I fall short, he's making up for me and in far more ways than I could ever ask or imagine. So you know, I'm not letting that like ruin my life, but it's just something to think of when I move forward in other situations is, okay, I didn't really like how I responded to that situation. I was hurtful. Like I held a grudge for too long. So when I feel that way again, I need to be intentional of taking a step back and like truly forgiving that person and moving forward in a more positive way. So yeah, I think just a reminder to myself is to just forgive, to love others well. Um, obviously, we're never going to do that perfectly. So asking God to restore those situations when we do fall short. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's something that I've been I've been really learning a lot. Um, the next question is expectations versus reality of studying abroad. Um, I kind of mentioned that before and just how I was mentioning that I thought all my problems would be solved and then they weren't. Um, I'll try to think of like a few silly ones, I guess. Um, I definitely expected that it would be a lot harder for me to communicate with people as I mentioned, but the reality is that, um, I, I don't like, it's really easy to talk to people and most people speak English. So that's awesome. Um, I also think that I expected to kind of do this whole thing on my own. Um, I didn't know anyone coming here and I have a lot of friends that are studying in Europe in different cities. So I just was like, oh, maybe over the weekends I can just, like, visit them or meet up with them. Um, but I've been really surprised to have formed the relationships that I have. Um, I live in this building, and it's kind of like a hotel. It's a hotel, basically, but people – it's like sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Like, people live here, like, for long periods of time. Um, but anyway – so I have my own room and bathroom, and then I share a kitchen with girls on my floor, and there's five of us, or six of us, five other girls besides me, and I'm just so blessed like with this group of girls, and I prayed so much before I came that I would just be able to meet people, that like God was just preparing and placing the right people on this trip to go through everything with, and I... Was really like not expecting him to do it, which I don't know why. I guess I just was like really nervous and didn't want to get my hopes up. But man, like, did he answer that prayer? Like, these are just some of the best girls I've ever met. The the other students here with me are so different than me. Like, <laughs> I and like we talk about that all the time of how like none of us would have probably ever chosen to like be friends unless we were you know in this situation where we were kind of forced to. But like. What a gift that is to just have conversations and share these experiences and moments with people that come from completely different backgrounds than me, completely different families and places and experiences. So yeah, I expected to have like negative friends, but I, I'm just so blessed to have met these girls, um, and to like get to travel and cook meals and sit around and watch RuPaul's Drag Race with them. Honestly, it's, it's great. Um, I'm trying to think of another one um yeah like Vienna is very known for it's like coffee culture like coffee and doing that stuff with your friends is like a really big thing here and I just kind of expected it to be like oh like a few coffee shops but like no (laughs) it is really good um there's just so many places to like just gather with friends and get really good coffee to study to do work um So that's been really cool to experience just also because I love coffee. So that's cool. Um, Also, I've been like, okay, next one. (laughs) Um, So I've been fortunate enough to travel to different major cities in the U.S. Like, you know, Boston, Seattle, Chicago, New York, St. Louis. Um, And I feel like after a while, some of those large cities start to kind of look the same. Obviously, they have their own, you know, unique things about them and monuments and architecture and whatever and, you know, people, vibes whatever, you know, they have their differences, but, you know, they're still metropolitan areas, usually on some type of body of water, um, have similar history just being in the U.S. And so I think that, like, when traveling to Europe, I kind of thought that, you know, in my mind, it's going to be such an abstract, different place in the U.S., but once I get there, like, it'll honestly be pretty similar to the U.S., and that is just not true. It is so different than the U.S. Just even in the setting and in the architecture, you know, um, there's these beautiful buildings and churches and, you know, things that, you know, the U.S. is just so new. Like a lot of its development was in, you know, the 18th, you know, to to 20th century and then what we have, you know, in kind of modern times. Um, and, you know, things here date back to, you know, like 1400 and earlier than that. Um, especially once you start going over to England and places like that. So, you know, obviously some buildings look relatively similar, you know, there's still grocery stores and streets and, you know, stuff like that, but it is just completely different walking through a city in Europe versus walking through a city in the U S. Um, so yeah, that's, that's something a bit different. Um, maybe like one final thing, um, I guess, in the classroom, um, I just kind of expected it to be similar to my home campus, basically. Um, One difference that I found is it's common to have three-hour lectures um, once a week. So, you know, at home, I usually have a lecture that's 50 minutes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or 100, no, not 100, an hour and 15 minutes, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, but here, most of my classes are for three hours, one day a week, which I don't really like because I like, I don't really like just meeting one time a week. Like I like to be able to kind of check in multiple times. Um, also just try to pay attention that long is really, really challenging, but hopefully when I get back, it'll be like super easy for me to like get through my classes because I've been used to being in these classes that are so long. Um, the next question is, what has getting away from what is familiar and comfortable taught you about yourself um, and about God? And that is such a good question. Um, so going back in a little deeper, I guess. Um, so my parents got divorced when I was 16 and my mom moved to an apartment. My dad um, ended up moving to an apartment like a few years later and then I went to college. So I was living in dorms. Um, and just kind of bouncing back and forth. So I haven't really had like a home, like a really consistent place since I was 16. And like my parents' divorce was not something that was like super traumatic, but that was like the one thing that like I really missed was having like a singular home. Um, and what I feel like being away from home and being like hundreds of thousand miles away has really taught me is that I was really idolizing like the concept of like a home as a place and what I've been learning here is that home is honestly with the Lord and home is with other people Um, it's you know any place that provides you just like comfort and the good thing about that is that the Lord provides us comfort whenever we ask and he's with us all the time and so I recently um, kind of did a study on Bathsheba and she's a woman in the Bible who um, King David had an affair with. And even though like it was kind of on him low key, like what was she really supposed to do with that situation? Um, she was cast out from society like she wasn't even spoken to by her own family. Um, she was basically a disgrace like to the city and her one safe place was with God when everybody else was judging her for her sin she was forgiven and set free by the Lord and her home was in him like he was her safe place he was her hiding place he was her refuge and I really resonated with that story when I read it over the summer and I feel like I was using it to prepare me for this season now of even when I'm in a place where I don't know anybody um people don't necessarily share my faith um I You know, I'm going through a lot of change, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. But, like, even when the world is making it impossible to breathe, like, I have such a safe place and a safe home in God's presence. And I can go back there, I can go back home anytime I want. And, like, He is consistent and He is dependable. And, no matter where I am physically or emotionally, like I can go back home to him. And that has just been something so beautiful that I'm learning. And um, I'm just so grateful that, you know, when I come back to a place that's not familiar, that I come back to my room that's not even my room, um, I, I have a home in him. And when I'm traveling, I, I have a home in him. And it, it's just it's just been such a beautiful thing that he's been teaching me. Um, so I think that's really taught me to not put my comfort or, um, my like productivity in things that I'm in control of. Um, just like going back to how the question says, like getting away from what's familiar and comfortable. I don't want, like when I think of what's familiar to me, I don't want to think of my bed or a coffee shop near my house or my campus or places like that. Um, I want my mind when I think of what's familiar to go to the Word of God or to go to church. Um and so that's been something too that has really helped me is getting connected with the church. Life hack, like if you move somewhere new, I don't even care if you're not a Christian, get connected to a church because (laughs) first of all you'll meet Jesus and be hashtag thankful for that. But also it's just such a good way to like meet people and get connected into the community. Um so I've been going to this church um here in Vienna and, like, it just felt so good to, like, even, I didn't know, like, the first week I was there, I didn't know any person, I didn't know anyone, but just being with a community of believers, and just worshiping, and just hearing the word, like, that was familiar to me, even though nothing about it was familiar, because God was there, it was familiar, so that's been a challenge for me, too, of, like, what is my comfort in, if my comfort's in, um, you know, this thing I have going on at home, well, that's awkward because I'm not at home. I'm in a different country. So I probably shouldn't put my comfort in that thing if it's not going to be able to be consistent. So I guess like a piece of advice with that is to put your comfort in what's consistent and then newsflash, the only thing that's truly consistent is is God. So yeah, that's that's something that's been um, just such a gift and has been so powerful for me. Um And then... Okay, what is something new that you have learned about yourself studying abroad? Um, Honestly, something I kind of struggle with at home is imposter syndrome. Um, I'm going to, like, look up the actual, like, definition of that so um, you guys know what I'm talking about, and it kind of refreshes my mind. Um, But it's basically just, like, doubting your abilities and feeling, like, a fraud, like, especially when you're around, like, high-achieving people. Um... And it's like difficult for you to accept like what your, like your accomplishments or you're like, did I even do that? Or not like in the sense of did I actually do it, but did that just come like, was that that? I don't know. Like you basically just feel like you're not as good as you, as people say you are, or as you once thought you were. Um, and I really struggle with that at home, but I just not felt like that here because I really can't doubt myself or feel like a fraud because, like, everybody's so different than me. Um, There's not really somebody I can just kind of conform to because that would mean, like, really altering, like, my life. (laughs) Um, But that's been a really good challenge for me to, like, really figure out, like, okay, who am I actually? Like, when I'm stripped away from, like, my friends and my family that sometimes comprise my personality at home, like, who am I? Who am I when it's just me and God, when it's just, you know... Me and a group of people, and I don't know anybody else. So, um, I think I've just been learning that just, uh, like I said, getting to know myself a bit more. Um, I love being outside. I love, um, taking space, like, throughout the day. Um, I love, like, I used to think I was, like, a super introverted person, but, like, being in, like, my community, like, in this kitchen, um, and getting to talk to people, like, at my church, um, like, I I really do love being around people. I still kind of feel recharged when I'm by myself, um, but I've really learned that I, I love being around others and just talking and making meals and watching shows and hanging out. And also, I like jeans now. I used to never wear jeans because I thought they were so uncomfortable, but it's on, like, people don't wear leggings in Europe, everyone kind of dresses nice everywhere, so I couldn't wear jeans anymore, and it was really tragic, but I'm starting to like them more, so that's been a way I've been learning something new about myself, um, and yeah, yeah, um, the next question is, how have you been, like, stressed or challenged, um, and I kind of want to answer this question just because I've talked about other things um in previous questions like how I've been challenging like my idea of the church because I've been talking about church a little bit but I kind of want to talk about that a bit more going to church here has been such a different experience than going to church in the states um a lot of times and I'm guilty of this too I feel like we go to church out of obligation or because we think it's the right thing to do because we want to visit friends but like we're not necessarily there because we like want to be there to worship God. And uh, like I said, I, I do that all the time. Um, and going to this church, um, it's an international church too. So there's people from all different parts of the world. There is just such a raw desire to be there and to be worshiping God and to be in his presence. People have their hands up, they're running around, they're waving their arms, they're singing together. Everybody is lifting their voice. Um, and it's just been such an encouragement to me. And I one of the first nights I went to the church I've been going to here, um, I there was a girl next to me and we were singing Sea of Victory um, by Elevation. And we're singing this song and she like has her hands up. She is just worshiping, like getting after it. And I was like, yes, girl. Like, wow. I, I was really just encouraged by her like freedom and worship. And then after the like sermon, we broke into small groups to have some discussion questions. And during that time I found out that she you know is from Ukraine. she grew up there. Um, she's a few years older than me so she had you know just um, like kind of landed a, a job like a lot of things were going for her. She had family and friends there and then she just had to leave. and she's here in Vienna by herself. Um, her brothers are in a different country. And she just was reflecting on this and just saying, like, I'm really confused of, you know, what God's purpose is for me. And I was just feeling discouraged. But, like, watching her worship and knowing, like, and saying, declaring that she will see a victory in the situation, that is just something that I never have experienced before. And... Obviously, it's tempting to like compare your situation and be like, oh, well she's going through that. So like my problem isn't as significant, but that's not how God sees it. And what he does see is like he wants us to be encouraged by others in their circumstances and just to be a community of believers in the body of Christ to like lift one another up. when we're going through the situations not to compare ourselves, but to hold each other higher to. I know that, like, you can't see this right now, but, like, God has promised that he has never left you, that he will never forsake you, that he goes before you and he knows how this ends, that you will see a victory. Um. So I was just so, so grateful for that moment and just the the authentic worship and just beautiful character of the people um, at the church I've been at. And it's just been such a unique experience to, you know, meet believers from all around the world and when I feel lonely in my faith like I just have to remember that I stand united with people that I can't even see because um, you know they're in other parts of the world and also I'm worshiping alongside angels in heaven so that's just been a really big encouragement to me and has challenged me to really think of my perspective of the church in in a new way um and the last question is how have you seen Christ in the present um I see Christ everywhere. I see that king running all around the streets of Vienna. He is in conversation. He is in food. He is in community. He is in gin and tonics. um, And, you know, two gathering, having a conversation about him over a drink. Um, He's in cafes. He's in... um, he's just everywhere. Like he is just all around me. He is constantly giving me grace. He is constantly reminding me of his presence and his goodness. And one of the very first things that I saw here, I went into a church, um, in like the city center in Vienna and it's, there was this statue there of the crucifixion. Um, and there was kind of like a arc or like an arch thing, like over the, the image And from that arch, you saw this figure that was depicting the father looking down on the moment of the crucifixion. And that just really struck me and just reminded me that God is always there. He never left. Even when we feel like we have been forsaken, we can't trust our feelings all the time. As we know from, you know, countless experiences. Um, Even when we feel forsaken, we have never been forsaken. He is always, always, always there. Um, And so that's just been something that I've been constantly reminded of during this time of even when I feel lonely, like God is in this scene, God is in this situation, he is looking right in my eyes, and he's comforting me, he's giving me my next steps. And so um, it's definitely just so just so abundant, in being able to look for him in new places, you know, I'm not in my familiar setting in my familiar scene. So I'm challenged to um, look for him in new places and to see what he's doing in new places. But keep your eyes open because he is always moving and he's always working. Um, So that's just kind of a brief overview of what's been going on. Um, I'm so excited to continue um, with this season of the podcast and just kind of chat about, you know, my life here and what God's doing. Hopefully I can bring some people on to... Um, just chat with that y'all can get to know because um, I've been able to get to know so many awesome people. But thank you so, so much for listening. Um, I, as always, you can um, email me any like episode requests or questions or anything going on um, in the email in the description, or you can find me on Instagram, um, Susie Seidel. And yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening, and you will hear from me next time. I hope you have a blessed week, and I'll hear from you soon. Bye-bye.